Good morning, and welcome to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN, where our goal every Sunday is to entertain, enlighten, and expose you to information that can lead to positive change in your life. I'm Larry Hardesty. Well, this morning, we've got a special show. We'll meet Pat LaFontaine, the outstanding hockey legend, and of course, his uh, teammate, Jim Johnson. They're both part of Companions in Courage. Now, you've heard from Jim on numerous occasions, but Pat LaFontaine joins us this morning to talk about a big event that they've got coming the day after St. Patrick's Day. So if you're preparing a nice Sunday breakfast or just chilling on a Sunday morning, maybe you're preparing for that virtual sunrise service or it's a good day to hit the road for an early run. Social distancing and mask necessary. Thanks for making us a part of your morning and make sure you take down some valuable information you'll hear. We'll begin this edition of New York Sports and Beyond after this timeout. Welcome back to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. You know, as part of the NHL Centennial Celebration in 2017, my first guest, Pat LaFontaine, was recognized as one of the top 100 players in the history of the sport. He is currently in 15th place all-time in points per game and 17th all-time in goals per game. A perennial all-star in the NHL, LaFontaine was not only a great player, but is also a great humanitarian in whatever city he represented. That combination was recognized in 2003 when it was announced that LaFontaine would be the first player inducted in both the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto and the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame in Minnesota that same year. This evolution of this foundation began during Pat's years with the Buffalo Sabres, where he dedicated much of his off-ice time to the Buffalo Children's Hospital. He began to appreciate the power of another person's strengths. Quoting him, being with these kids, knowing their smiles, their pains, and their courage changed his life. Along with Pat LaFontaine this morning is Jim Johnson, an executive involved in sales and marketing for the New York Islanders from 1982 through 1995, where he initiated a host of successful ticket and promotional concepts. He went on to manage the largest authorized technology training organization in North America. That's Westcon Services and served on the advisory councils at Microsoft, Novell and IBM. Johnson was an industry leader in the delivery of instructor-led training via satellite and streaming video. He has served on the CIC Foundation Board of Directors for three years before joining as Executive Director, which he now holds in 2003. So join me in welcoming Pat LaFontaine and welcome back Jim Johnson from Companions in Courage. Gentlemen, welcome. Hey, Larry. Thanks for having us. Larry, it's a pleasure. Always, always great to talk to you, my friend. Larry, you might have it wrong, though. Um, Jimmy's the one who scores the goals now. I, I'm about the assist after after hockey's over. In life, it's about the assist. So Jimmy scores all the goals. Vers- <laughs> versatility is the key to success, gentlemen. You both score and you both assist. How's that? <laughs> there you go. That works. <laughs> Pat, let's start with you. Take me back, my friend. Take me back to, to Companions and Courage, how this all got started for you and what what was this that you saw a need to get these done to help these young people that you've done for so many years? Well, thanks, Larry. I mean, listen, I, I if if I go back and I'll try to be brief in a sense because it's a long story in that the New York Islanders, Al Arbor, really set the tone for the players when it wasn't just wearing the jersey uh, and being a player on the ice and committing yourself. It was also getting involved in the community. And, uh, you know, my parents taught me a long time ago um, do the best you can and always help and, and those in need if you're able to and do the best you can. And so that was always kind of values that were instilled at a young age. And then to come to an organization uh, that, re, you know, actually, you know, continued on and, and reinstated those values as being a part of the team. And then having guys like Brian Trache and Clark Gillies and Bobby Nystrom, amongst, you know, John Tenley, all the guys 
in the community, um, being a positive example for a young player was just, you know, a great, um, a great experience, a great learning experience, something to be a part of. And, you know, at the end of the day, hockey is a game. There's, there's a lot more to life and it does put things in perspective. And when I went to Buffalo, Larry, I, I met some amazing, courageous young kids. I had my knee, um, had a reconstructive knee surgery. Um, I tore my ACL in, uh, 93. And I started getting letters to to really go and visit and be a part of and say hello to kids. And I always did it before, but but it was more, you know, you sign something, you say hello, you send a jersey. And and that's still very, very important. Uh, But having the time, and my wife said to me, listen, um, there's a reason for everything. Things, you know, there are no coincidences. And um, I'm sure there's something you're supposed to learn. And she was spot on. Boy, was she spot on because I went and met some are the most courageous young kids that today still inspire me for the fact that they were in the fight for life and for health. And, you know, my knee was very trivial. And one of the things we noticed was there, a lot of these game rooms in these children's hospitals, we're talking to over 20 years ago, uh, we're, we're, we're run down, um, didn't have the latest, greatest technology, didn't have this kind of escape feel like it was a, a safe haven or an oasis and um, finally realized that, you know, these, these kids need a place to escape to and a place to just be a kid and then connect with the outside world and um, wrote a book called Companions and Courage. Another amazing gentleman, Michael J. Fox wrote the forward to the book before he announced to this Parkinson's another amazing guy that, uh, you know, has gotten knocked down, but has gotten back up and tried to inspire others. And that's really the premise of Companions and Courage. Um, just the inspiration of these amazing, courageous young kids and um, everyday heroes. And so it, it literally brought us to Larry. Um, Larry brought us to uh, Edwin Sloshberg in New York City, mm-hmm. who was an environmental designer and did a lot of kids' uh, designs in museums. And we wanted to create an, uh, an environmental feel and he did just a tremendous job. Uh, EDI design, I believe it is. Um, ESI design, I believe it is. And, you know, what what he did was able to create these walls that curve in when you go into a children's hospital playroom. And the panels on the wall and the panels on the ceiling change colors and almost feels like you're in this igloo, safe haven kind of a feel. And then there's PCs, computers, there's... Um, Xbox 360s, there's video conferencing pods, you know, the, you, the, the colors are, are always evolving and changing. And we've built 20 of them now across North America. We did a deal with Microsoft where we've done 400 kiosks for about 80 different children's hospitals where kids who can't leave their, their, um, their uh, hospital room can still connect with the kids that are in the lion's den room. And Microsoft did a one and only first time ever private gaming network. So all the kids could play games with each other that were in the lion's den and had these kiosks. And then we've, we've partnered with the Googles, the, you know, the Microsofts, the Cisco's, the NHL, and we've created Chromebooks now. And, um, and Jimmy can share a little bit more as we go on, but what we've done is Santa connection, Heisman connection, star connection, star chats, and really created some amazing content for these children that are going through difficult times and their families and child life and different children's hospitals. And I have to tell you, it's, uh, it's been an amazing blessing, amazing gift that uh, had the privilege of playing a great game at the highest level in the NHL. 
but more importantly became a stepping stone to, to what I do today with Jimmy Johnson. He's our executive director. He's a heart and soul and wears a number of a many, many hats that allows us to do all these things. And we've We've got an amazing group of friends of Companions and Courage Foundation that helps support us. And it's all about putting a smile on a child's face and just trying to give them hope and their family hope. And uh, you never know what can happen. And I'll, I'll leave this at, at the last thing I'll say is, is on three occasions, a doctor has come up to me and said, we don't have a medical explanation why this child is still alive today. And if that's not motivation enough, Larry, I don't know what is. And um, so that's what we do. And it's, it's really a learned inspirational experience through meeting some amazing kids over my, over my hockey career and, and after my hockey career. It's amazing. That's the voice of Pat LaFontaine. He's the president. We're about to hear from Jim Johnson, the executive director of Companions and Courage. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Well, Jim, uh, he teed it up for you there. He gave me a nice background of everything. So let let me share. Let me bring you in at this point and just talk about how this comes together. I mean, all these different ends and different pieces. And for you and Pat, just weigh in on, as Pat mentioned, what the doctor said to him, how that makes him feel. As you look in these kids' eyes, as you talk to these parents, uh, what's the response that you get? What, what's the feeling? Well, I'll take you even a step back on that, Larry, because what's important for everybody to understand is that there are about 200 children's hospitals in North America, and they're what they call disproportionate share hospitals. So what does that mean? It means they're primarily located in low-income urban areas. They serve a majority of the Medicaid and the uninsured. I think 55% of the kids in the hospital are under the age of five. 40% are low income, 45% are minorities, but yet they handle, you know, the majority of heart and lung transplants, of in-house cancer treatment, cystic fibrosis, etc. So when we talk about what Pat has done with this foundation, it's really important to understand the need that's there. We have one of our board members is that Director of Child Life Services at Kravis Children's at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York. And 60 or 70% of her budget every year is from philanthropic charities. You know, they, there's no money in these hospitals. You know, you know, most of them barely eat by. So when Pat decided to use his celebrity to help connect these kids in the hospital to their families, their friends, their heroes, uh, it was it was really God's work at that point because nobody else was stepping up to do it. Mm. So he he just laid out all of the history of what we've done in a, in a very short synopsis. But what it has meant in the last year is incredible. Nobody could have projected the restrictions that COVID would put on visitation mm. to these kids in the hospital. You know, in many cases, especially going back a year now, parents couldn't even go visit their sick kid in the hospital. So what what we were able to do, we kind of made a little pivot. We weren't going to build any rooms during a pandemic. So that's where the Chromebooks came in. And what we did was provide hospitals across North America with Chromebooks so that kids could get their homework assignments while they were in the hospital they could do FaceTime and they can 
Google Hangout and uh, Zoom with their families and try to give them some level of normalcy in what was a chaotic year. So what we have now focused, and, and the parents, and more importantly, the child life specialists who manage the day-to-day for each patient have overwhelmingly come back to us and thanked us. And really, when they thank Pat and I, they're thanking that whole family he talked about, all of the companions and courage who helped support this great charity. And and it's a thank you to them, because when we realized what was going to happen with COVID and we needed to get these Chromebooks, our donors stepped up in such a generous way that we were able to provide for all these hospitals. We're, we're now in the top 20, 30 children's hospitals in North America, either with a lion's den game room that Pat just described or with Chromebooks. And now our next step is to create valuable content for those rooms and for those Chromebooks so that the patients who are stuck in the hospital have something that can be both inspirational to them and can help them heal. And, you know, using technology in the healing process is what we've always been about, but it's never been more pronounced than in the last year. There's no doubt about that. It's it's just a a whole new world, right? And the thing with the Chromebooks and the interaction, it makes, it has to make the young people feel like they're not alone. And guys, that is the key thing because how so often do we think when we're going through something, nobody's going through it but us. But to have that, that interaction to have that sharing ability, Pat and Jim, it's a key thing. It has to help mentally. You think that you have a chance to get better, no matter what the doctors may or may not say. Well, you're, you're, you're spot on Larry. And, and our mission statement, it says no child in the fight for life or health should ever have to go through it alone. So you're, as I said, there are no coincidences. You were spot on. And um, I think when somebody understands or somebody's been in your shoes or there's a connection of being understood in the most difficult times, um, especially for a kid that's in a children's hospital and how scary that is. And then there's somebody who understands or somebody who's connecting and you're not alone. I think the healing process can start. And so when it says companions encourage, you know, we hope to be that companion during the courageous, you know, fight or, you know, difficult time that this child and his family are going through. Um, and, and that's, we're, we're an assistant agent. Uh, we're a conduit to try to help create healing. And, and one of the things, and Jimmy can even add to this, is I think one of the most phenomenal things was when we started building these rooms and started creating the Companions and Courage Foundation, they did a study with anthropologists on um, child burn victims. And as you know, the, there's constant 24-hour pain. And they hooked these boys and girls up to electrodes and put them in front of video games and distractions and um, started to allow them to, to really play and get absorbed into that video game. And the red light was on and meant they were in pain through the electrodes in their pain centers. And literally uh, about 15 to 20 minutes in, the the red light went to blue and the anthropologist turned to the doctors and said, at this moment, they're not in pain. And the doctors should, shook their heads and they said, that can't happen. 
And they said, no, they're able to distract themselves enough to shut down the pain centers. And that's when the healing starts to take place. And the doctors were blown away. And this was 10 years after we were already building the rooms. And we never, we always thought of them as maybe they're like little healing centers too. these, you know, we call them lion's den because it's, it's filled with courage. And, um, but we never had data that actually said and shared that these video games and connecting with the outside world and their friends and their heroes and their teachers, um, that they're actually healing can take place. That's amazing. All right. So how can you help campaigns encourage? Well, they've got a big event next week. Details are next on New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for stopping by New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. Let's continue my discussion with Pat LaFontaine, President and Jim Johnson, Executive Director of Companions Encourage. Hey, Jim, let's talk about encouraging cards. That's coming up in a couple of days, and this is a way that folks who've listened, who can find a way to help what you guys are doing with Companions Encourage, can uh, really donate some time and some money. Well, thanks for that, Larry. Yeah, so on Thursday, March 18th, we're going to extend St. Patty's Day because we got St. Patrick on the call with us here. We're going to extend St. Patty's Day one more day to March That's 18th. a huge reach, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have an online poker tournament. And uh, you can go get more information. Go to our website. It's CIC16.org events. And you can get all uh, information about participating but the, the poker tournament, we actually did one in October. We, we found out, like many charitable organizations, our galas, our golf outings, our wine-pairing dinners all got canceled last year. So we partnered with Poker for Life and put together a online poker tournament last October. And it was hysterical. We had so much fun. Wally Zerbiak from the MSG family and, and then the next broadcast was on. Um, he came on half naked, which, you know, gave a thrill to some of the audience. And uh, we had Michael Rosenbaum, who is an actor doing impressions of Christopher Walken uh, and of uh, some of the guys from Slapshot. We had Clark Gillies and we had uh, Bobby Nystrom. And we had a host of, of celebrities who, while they're playing cards, are on a Zoom call. So if you ever wanted to ask a question of one of your favorite players and they're playing at poker, you got the, the perfect entree. So we've, we've already found out today, uh, as of right now, we have some confirmations from a number of celebrities. Uh, and uh, Brian Trache, Hall of Famer, is one of them, and, and Brian Prop, who is uh, – played a thousand games in the NHL and scored a thousand points uh, primarily with the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, they will be on. We're going to add some more names later this week. And uh, it's just a great way. Again, think about the kids that we're helping. These are kids that are in desperate need and many of them still have restrictions on being able to see family members, much less classmates or heroes. So we're trying to get, the money raised through this event at CIC16.org slash events so that we can purchase more Chromebooks and connect more kids across North America to their families. So uh, we hope people come out. It's, it's a lot of fun. We have some unbelievable prizes. This is like ridiculous. All right. <laughs> For an online poker tournament, 
uh, you know, working with these Poker for Life guys, if the first prize, you have a choice, okay? The winner can either take $5,000 towards an online poker tournament of their choosing, or they can win one of three trips. A Disney villa for 12 people for six nights, a Sonoma County for six people for four nights, or a Caribbean villa for seven nights for six people. Now, obviously, this is after you could take it a year from now after everybody is vaccinated and everything is safe to travel again. But it's just great prizes, and every single person at the final table will receive a prize. So, and we also have a we also have an auction. So it's uh, for a 50 inch television. The event is sponsored by our friends at Maspeth Federal Savings, and they've been a great supporter of Companions and Courage Foundation. And especially during these times, it's great to have corporate, you know, step up and and participate in helping sick kids in the hospital. And we're we're very grateful to Maspeth Federal Savings for that. And you know, plus you get to talk to Pat Lafontaine. So he. You know, as great a hockey player as he was, and he was great, he's a better person. And when you sit and watch him play cards, maybe, you know, in your smoking lounge you have a cigar and you have a, a little brandy or a, a little something, uh, you get to just talk to him about any kind of question you may have had about his career, his life, whatever. And it's uh, it really is. The, the, the time goes fast. The tournament will be over in about three hours, and I guarantee you, you will leave with a smile on your face. And, Jim, of course, sponsorships are available. You mentioned something about companies and corporations. Uh, here's a chance where they can do some things as well, yes? Yeah, and we encourage it. It's it's such a good cause. And, again, if you go to CIC16.org slash events, there's a listing there of the type of corporate sponsorships that are available. We are just, we, we bend over backwards to make sure that anybody that comes on board and supports us really feels like they've gotten value for doing that. And we're putting together a bunch of content that's going to go out to the kids in the hospital, just for them to know that a group of people and a group of corporate sponsors got together on the Thursday after St. Patty's Day to raise money to help them, that buoys their spirits to know that they're not forgotten. You know, for most kids right now, things are very, very tough. You know, even if you're well, you're not going to school, you're doing remote learning, you're not with your friends, some of your sports leagues and teams have been canceled. To know that there's a group of people who are still covering you back, and knowing that you're there, you know, is is a great, great boost to these kids in the hospital. No question about it. My guests are Pat LaFontaine. He's the president and Jim Johnson, the executive director of Companions and Courage. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Pat, I, I just I can't imagine what it's like for you to sit back and and with Jim and, and your staff and work on all these different projects and with all the kids in mind and then speak to the parents and then guess what? Feel that pressure to know that, Hey, with all the great things that we've done over the years, there's still more need, right? There, there's still things we have to do to find different oh. ways to raise money. Larry, it, it, it never stops. And <laughs> as Jimmy said earlier, it's, it's about teamwork 
and it, and it's about caring. It's about compassion. And all you need to know, you know, you meet the families, you meet these courageous young boys and girls, and um, it it just inspires you. Um, and I have to say, I, I've learned more from all of them and the families than than anything else. And the fact that you go in this and, you, and you're selfless and you want to try to put a smile on a child's face, and then they end up teaching you about what courage and you know strength and family and and you know when things are are tough. It's when you got to kind of rise and, and try to help out. And we're, we just try to assist. And, you know, it's one thing that's out there there. Unfortunately, there are, there's disease, there's illness. We we're living through a, a crazy pandemic. Um, and this is a team that I can't tell you how proud I've been lucky to be on some amazing teams, Larry, um, and, and gone to the Stanley cup finals and won a world cup and all this on the sports side of it. Being a part of this team is, is the greatest experience in my life. Um, uh, you know, my family uh, has experienced it. Uh, my wife, Mary Beth, has three kids. My daughters became early childhood special needs teachers, and they work with children. My son coaches still. Uh, my daughter-in-law is also uh, a special needs teacher, and so is my son-in-law. He's a teacher. So, you know, it's 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 truly about uh, giving back, and and it's the most important thing you can do. Um, I always say, I, I said this to you earlier. I've been blessed to score my goals early in life and scoring in the game of hockey was a lot of fun, but, but what's really important is the assists yeah. and the assists are the most important watching, passing the puck and watching somebody else score a goal is, is, is the greatest feeling better than scoring yourself. So, so this is an amazing team. We've got an amazing board. We've got an amazing leader in Jim Johnson and, and the beneficiary and the, re, the result of this, is really to try to bring some comfort and some ease to some amazing kids who are in children's hospitals, boys and girls going through the most difficult time and their families. And, and really just to be a conduit and assist agent to help ease some of that toughness. And, and in some cases, yeah, create a laugh, create some content, create relationships. Um, there's a lot of things we do and we're continually evolving. And uh, this, this poker event coming up a week from now on March 18th, please sign up, uh, CIC16.org. You'll have a great time. There'll be a lot of fun celebrities on. And Jimmy and I have always talked about in the board and, and all of the friends of CIC was we, we wanted everybody to have a, an amazing event, whether any of the events we put on and, and to feel like they've got value for that event. But more importantly, they wake up the next day and realize how, how much fun they had. But, but the most important thing is they wake up and they realize they're helping kids in children's hospitals, and, mm-hmm. and that's what it's all about. There's no question about that. No question about that. Okay, I can't chat with a hockey legend and not get his thoughts on the Rangers and Islanders. We'll do that next on New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. Let's conclude our chat with Pat LaFontaine and Jim Johnson of Companions in Courage. Listen, Pat. If uh, I had you on the show and didn't uh, talk a little hockey, my I, I, working for ESPN, they'd kick me out of here. So let me let me take a, just a couple of minutes and, and get your thoughts just just quickly. Pat, take me through what you've had such an illustrious career. Your start, what what made you know that hockey was what you wanted to do, and what made you excel to be as great as you were as you look back at your career? Well, you know. <laughs> I can tell you there's a first for everybody, right? And my dad, my mom and dad, we lived in St. Louis, Missouri, in Kirkwood, and there was an outdoor rink, and I was three years old, and I was wearing these double runners, and 
they put me out on the ice at the local Kirkwood outdoor ice arena. And I kept falling down Larry and it looked hard and everybody else made it look easy. And I was so angry and I was upset. I kept falling down. And I think it was about a year later, I kept wearing the skates and my mom and dad said, let's, let's bring him back again. And then my dad, and I had my, my brother, John, and we had my sister who was a figure skater. My brother played hockey also and is a coach now. Um, he, my dad took and did a windmill and literally took a windmill and I was gliding and let me go. And I was going very fast and a four-year-old, you know, all of a sudden I felt the wind in my face and was exhilarated by this feeling. And I, that moment I said, I want to, I want to learn, I want to know how to do this. And I started skating and we started, got a stick in my hand when I was five and I just fell in love with hockey. Then the next thing we know, we moved to Michigan there was, we lived on Williams Lake. There was an outdoor uh, uh, lake. We Back then, you could get ice for about four months out of the year. All we did was skate. I played minor hockey, and um, I have to be honest with you, the, and the, the craziest thing was it wasn't until, the, and it was just recent, the, and God bless Mark Pavlich uh, recently here, uh, it was. If it wasn't for the 1980 Olympic team and Joey Mullins, Bobby Carpenter, they really kind of blew open the doors. I hope to get a college scholarship, and that's an amazing feat at, at, for any boy and girl that has, um, you know, aspirations. But until they blew that door open and started becoming pro hockey players and they won the Olympic gold, did a young boy at 15 in Michigan on his 15th birthday, Mike Ruzioni scores the gold winning, you know, the gold medal winning uh, the goal against the, the Russians that brought him to the gold medal against Finland the next day. That was just an impetus, and it just opened a lot of boys and girls' eyes to dream bigger. So, yeah, if you're asking me, and then the next thing I know, I joined an amazing team with the New York Islanders and Buffalo Sabres and New York Rangers, and guys like Al Arbor were and Teddy Nolan, John Muckler, some amazing coaches, Terry Simpson, and they just pushed you to want to be the best you could be, and they were a, a system and a structure, and as you know, there's storybook, you know, and Brian Trache is going to be on the poker tournament. You can ask him all these questions, but watching guys like Brian Trache and, you know, Clark Gillies, Bobby Nystrom, Mike Bossy, Dennis Potvin, watching them every day and pushing yourself to try to be the best you can be. Uh, but if you ask me that, that I'd end up where I, I did, uh, I would have thought you were crazy, Larry. So very blessed to play the game. I loved and privileged to play at the highest level and, but it's also taught me so much. I mean, I don't think people realize, Larry, that sports, it's not about the wins and the losses or how much money you make. It's really about the values that you learn, the teamwork, the winning and losing, the sacrifices, the discipline, uh, the hard work, everything that you learn in sports. Are, you know, I use the rest of my life. The greatest value in sports is really the life lessons and character development it teaches you and it lives within you long after the game. So we've been very blessed uh, to, to play at the highest level. Pat, you're keeping an eye on the, the Islanders and the Rangers of late. I mean, we've got a, an Islander team that, you know, is making some move. They're, they've got a rebuilding situation. They're on the roll. They're, they're getting better. They're about to have uh, their own stadium again uh, next season to open. And you look at a Ranger team that's young and uh, frustrating some fans because they want them to grow up quick. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they've done a tremendous job. And when I got a chance to speak to, to Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz, you know, I told him, I said, that that combination reminds me of the Bill Torrey-Al Arbor days. 
really the the culture, the character, the way the team plays, the grit. You know, they're they're they play a strong system. They're a fun team. I mean, listen, they, they, they're they've got some really this Barzell is an amazing player. They've got some, you know, Bobillier. They've got some exciting young talent come up. This Wallstrom. Um, strong on defense, you know, this uh, Vamarloff is having uh, a Vezina trophy type of, of year. And um, they're just, they're just a, a real team and they play with a lot of um, discipline, consistency. They're fun to watch. I'm happy for the fans here. And it reminds me of the, the glory days and the, the, the great days of tremendous Islander teams. So, and you watch the Rangers, they're starting to come on again. They're, they're going through a rebuild. So locally, um, I think there's some great days and, uh, for hockey, you know, coming forward and for the next, you know, the next handful of years. I think there there should be some some really exciting times and and into the playoffs and for, farther into the playoffs. Just from a, a an outside eye, Pat, do Islanders have what it takes to get to that Stanley Cup championship and, and bring it to the island? Well, they were almost to the finals. They almost made the finals last year. I think they gave. Tampa, the biggest uh, the, uh, competition. They were, I think they were hard. I think Tampa then went and beat Dallas. Dallas played them well, but I think the hardest team they faced were the Islanders, which tells you, you know, maybe outside of a couple players, um, you know, they could they they could use a little bit more. You know, maybe a sniper, a little more scoring to help out, obviously, and and maybe another D man that can help them. Right now, you know, they need the depth. Um, they've got some younger players, Del Cole and this Wallstrom that are starting to step up. Um, you know, the, the, the young goaltender too, is amazing. Uh, the Russian goaltender that's coming over, he's, he's, uh, he's playing real well. So they're, they're, uh, they're on their way. They're not far away. And every experience last year's experience is only going to help them this year. So, um, yeah. And it's, and it's a strange year, right? Larry, it's 56 yeah. games. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's, I think it's just like last year. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. Team gets hot and just makes the playoffs. And but but it's the Islanders definitely really took a major step last year, and uh, that was a huge learning experience for them. One last thing on on this hockey thing, Pat. And I promise I'll get Jim back in here because I know he's sitting over there. You know, just saying, like, keep talking hockey, keep talking hockey because he loves it so much. But Pat, <laughs> mentally, what is it like to play? With no fans, as a, as a professional, when you've been, when you're used to that, when you've had that at this level, and to not be able to play with fans, and then to have a situation where you were in a bubble, where you were just, it was to the rank and back, to the rank and back. How how, how do you do that? Well, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting thing, right? Because the older you play, the m- the more mentally tough you become. But mm. yet, in an environment like that, for a younger player who just wants to play all the time and doesn't have a family and doesn't have a home and all the, you know, that, that it's, it's, it's harder than for those guys that have family. So to be isolated, I think any, you know, human beings were not meant to be isolated. Mm-hmm. If anything taught us this year, it's about family and your close friends and it just puts health and everything in perspective. So, so it is really, truly a test mentally. Um, and 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 then I would say not having fans, Larry. Uh, I can't imagine. I know that you get into a zone as a player, but to not hear that that roar of the crowd, that excitement, because I I truly believe 
that does, I don't know what percentage of it is, but it does influence that home team. I mean, go both ways if you're not doing good, but, but <laughs> that atmosphere has a lot to do with the extra energy, that extra, you know, raise your level of play, and you really have to dig deep. And it is a mental, mental grind. So I can't even imagine not to hear the roar of the crowd. I do know that they've piped in, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. noise. So that yeah. that's had to help a little bit of the, the environmental feel. Um, but it goes back to what we just said. When if, if you don't have the color and the rooms and the, the, the exciting toys and the, and the, mm-hmm. the PCs and the Xboxes and the environment um, environmental feel, it's not going to be the same. And so it, there's no way it could be the same for the players. So I guarantee you that just to even have 2000 fans in the building, just as a huge relief for those guys and for the coaches too, it's, it's gotta be awfully lonely. As we said, uh, you, you don't want to feel alone and uh, knowing that there are people out there m- makes a difference, but having people in the building, it changes everything. It, it becomes a game changer. There's no question about it. Hey, in the time we have left, Jim, bring us home. Give us the information on uh, the events you've got, the McCouraging cards again, and also share with some folks who may not be able to make this how they can also help what you guys are doing at Companions and Courage. Well, first of all, I'm a little offended, Larry, that you didn't ask me about how I started my hockey career. Well, so, I heard the story you know, already. I, gr- I grew up. I grew up <laughs> on a... On a frozen sump in Hicksville, and that's why I never made the NHL. That's not but why. That, <laughs> <laughs> he did work for the why. Islanders, so he did make the NHL. That's right. See? <laughs> the thing that's great is that people can support our upcoming event Thursday night. Um, it's at 7 o'clock, uh, but it, go on early. Register at CIC16.org slash events. You can participate either the poker tournament. You can join that. You can sponsor there. You can uh, participate in the raffle. Raffle's $25 to win a 50-inch television. And there's also a place there where you can just make a donation. If you heard Pat LaFontaine talk with the passion that he's talked about today about helping sick kids in a hospital, and those kids are mostly underprivileged kids, please consider going to our website, just make a donation and and be part of the team that makes sure that no child in the fight for life or health ever has to go through it alone. And thank you, Larry. You know, uh, guys, listen, it's it, it's fun to have this platform to be able to help out organizations like you, what you guys are doing to help young people and help kids and their families. And unfortunately, with this COVID-19 pandemic, gentlemen, we've heard and we've seen the disparity that economics have made in this country for health and other issues. And so this is just another example of that. So that's why our microphones are open to make sure that people understand that they can, instead of sitting home and being angry and being frustrated at saying, look, here we go again. There's, there's a there's a, a, a disportion of how funds are being sent up to different areas. And, and economically, here's a chance for you to kind of help level the playing field somewhat. It's a great organization. They're doing great work for kids. And what they're doing is they're helping kids get better just mentally by letting them know that there's people around them 
that can help them heal. They gave you the example. So, Pat LaFontaine, it's a pleasure chatting with you again. Jim, it's always good to talk to you. Best of luck on your venture on the 18th. And when the golf tournament gets going, you know, listen, I'm ready to go. I can hack up a golf course with the best of them. You come back and let me know when the dates are. Thanks so much for putting a spotlight and giving us a platform to share the story. And come come play some poker. We look forward to seeing you at the golf outing. And uh, I really appreciate the support for Companions and Courage. My pleasure, Pat. Thanks again, Larry. You're the best. And uh, we look forward to everybody participating and helping our cause. Guys, thanks once again. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, Larry. That wraps up this edition of New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. We'll join you this evening during the week on ESPN New York Tonight with Gordon Damer and right back here next Sunday morning on New York Sports and Beyond. For my all-world producer, the legendary primetime Ray Santiago, and the coach, Anthony Pusik, I am Larry Hardesty. The conversation continues here on ESPN New York 98.7 FM.